0: Welcome, everyone, to the Spend Life Well Show, where we apply biblical wisdom to your financial journey. I'm here in the studio today with my fellow financial professional, Jesse Hamilton. Hey, Mark. How's it going? It's going great, Jesse. Today, Jesse, we're going to talk about how do you develop financial literacy in your family? You know, this is Financial Literacy Month, the month yes. of April. And here we are towards the end of the month. We've been talking about different financial topics. We talk about financial topics every week. Right. Right. Uh, but this particular month, we're talking about how do you pass on good financial traits to your family, whether they be young children or adults. We're going to talk about all of those things.
1: Right. Yeah. Some I think our last episode, we just started naming some terms that you should know uh, this time. We're going to maybe get into some wisdom and some advice.
0: So I'm going to go back, Jesse, to a few episodes ago. Uh, when we were talking about money priorities in American culture and okay. what the Bible says about money and how to guide us there. right. So just as a refresher for our audience, the the money priorities in American culture are to fund your lifestyle, go into debt if you have to do it to fund that lifestyle, save a little bit for a rainy day, and then if there's anything left over, give a little bit away. Yeah, right? If you got it when it's yeah, over. If you got it. Now, the Bible tells us that there's a different way. And and we all know that there's you know over 2,000 verses dealing with, with wealth and possessions in the Bible.
1: There's also a majority of
0: Jesus' parables talking about it as well. Yes, a large number of them. I think, what, nine out of 30? Mm-hmm. I think maybe more. If you're a pastor, please call in and correct us. <laughs> um, so God's plan for money is the exact opposite of the world. Right. We give first. We give for first. If you, if you are using um, uh, the Faith and Finance app, if you're a Dave Ramsey um, person that likes to follow his teachings and things like that, uh, all those things you're working with with uh, uh, Ronald Blue Trust things things of that nature, you are looking at at the top of that budget is giving right, and that's important. We'll get into why that is first, but give first, save for the future second. It's okay to use debt, but there are lots of warnings about debt right. in Scripture. And then fund your lifestyle with what's over. So it's, it,
1: it's exactly opposite of exactly what American culture opposite. says to do.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, Matthew Matthew six nineteen through 21 says, Don't store up treasures here on earth, where moths, and eat them, and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal and the the last part of that verse is is what we have on our walls in our office uh uh-huh. wherever your treasure is there the desires of your heart will be also be right. so that's important is your, are the desires are they are they in pursuit of things for you or in pursuit of god and i really hope our
1: our listeners are are hearing what we're saying because this might be shocking to some people we hope it's not shocking to everybody and and they're hearing what might, they might have been learning in the Bible and stuff, but um, yeah, to to the general American society, this is going to be crazy.
0: This is crazy stuff, but Jesus was radical. <laughs> he was. Right? Jesus was radical, and and we we talk about giving first. We've been over this before in a previous episode. Uh, Genesis one one, God created everything. Um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Psalm twenty four one. It's, it talks about God owning everything. And then in first, first Corinthians 4, 2, we see that we are trustees, not owners. Right. So that's why we should really focus on giving first. It's just basically saying we're giving back in acknowledgement for who we believe bestowed that blessing upon us.
1: Right. It's a mindset.
0: That's, it. that's right. That's what it is. It's a mindset. There's no. You notice we haven't said the word tithe. We right. Yeah, you know, haven't said ten percent or twenty percent. And just does, giving
1: doesn't always mean that it's it's your biggest expense because on the top line, it just means that when you receive income, it's the first thing you're thinking about.
0: Let's go through some of these other four other four points or three of the four points. Sure. Quickly saving for the future. Uh, we've talked about this in the previous few, a few episodes. Uh, basically, the the wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. That's in Proverbs twenty twenty. Twenty one twenty. 20 using debt prudently uh, we all know the the verb verse from proverbs 22 7 the rich rule over the poor and the borrower becomes the lender's slave so uh, there's lots of warnings in the bible about the use of debt it doesn't say that using debt is wrong but it does say watch out and then finally fund our lifestyle right The Bible speaks a lot about working and making sure that you're providing for your family and things of that nature. So when it comes to uh, talking and and talking about your uh, with your family to develop good money habits, if you have children that are are still at home, uh, maybe they're young children, maybe they're teenagers, they're going to learn the most about how how to handle money from watching how you handle money.
1: It seems like the way a lot of things work with teaching kids things. Yes,
0: but I tell you, whenever we've when we've taught this particular uh, course to a lot of new moms, uh-huh. um, you know, maybe parents of teenagers and stuff, this is where you hear the little gasp in the room, <laughs> right? Because they're like, "Oh." and it's 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 that right there that reaction is a kind of a self-reflection of like
1: because they don't want them to learn what they're doing
0: right <laughs> because we we do all the, a lot of the things wrong and we don't want to pass those bad habits down but that's the reality folks your kids are going to learn from observing you okay so let's talk a little bit about some things that uh, you can do and and exemplify. I'm going to ask Jesse, Jesse, what, what things did you learn from your parents about money as you were growing up? Oh, I learned a lot of these topics. I was blessed to have parents that, um,
1: what I think stewarded their money well, and um, they, they taught me about the use of debt early on to, to buy things that we wanted, um, whether it's cars or just using it prudently and in, in a way, um, credit cards. They all had credit cards, but they assured me that they paid them off and they didn't use them to buy things that were
0: unnecessary. OK, sounds like you had some good influences. And yeah, stuff. Some I think of I did I not have a good influence. I love my parents, but I never did see my mom and dad talk about money. Really? All right. And they'll, and they'll admit that. I mean, I'm not talking out of school and I talked to my dad about this. Yeah. My mom has since passed.
1: Sometimes we talk about the, the generational gap on different ways to treat money. But, yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah. And, and I think it's it's just what you observe. I mean, my dad kept up with our family finances with a scratch pad on his desk. Uh-huh. All right. That's where he kept, And there are numbers everywhere. Yeah. Right. And, and sometimes you see a lot of negative numbers because they were trying to figure out how to make that paycheck stretch uh-huh. and stuff. And, and so you watch those things. I, I, I knew when my parents were, this is old school, I knew when my parents were giving to the church because they wrote a checkout. Right. And, you know, we were talking to to or, or in, a, in a breakout with Ron Blue at Kingdom Advisors. And one of the things that he and his wife Judy still do to this day because you can venmo to your church or the, ch- the charity or automatic can, debit or whatever yeah you can do all sorts of things where you don't have to actually interact but they every week or month i don't know what frequency it was they sit down together and and they write out that check to the church mm-hmm. the old fashioned way because they want to pray over it and they want they want to give thanks for being able to make that gift to whatever it is and it and doesn't it's so important that's so, such a great example that we can pass on to our families is to observe that our our parents doing those good money habits.
1: Exactly. I was just gonna say it it doesn't seem that radical for a child if what they're seeing is what you're talking about. You know, they yeah. they don't have to go get that that perspective elsewhere.
0: Well I was talking to my nine year old the other day and, and you know I said I said her name's Faith and she gave me permission to use her name on the air. <laughs> Faith Faith I asked Faith, hey where where does money come from? Now, now she understands, but a few years ago, if trees? I asked her that question, no, it wasn't trees, although I ha- we have a video we made a long time ago of money growing on trees. <laughs> um, but uh, she said, oh, at the ATM machine. Okay. Where's money coming from? Good answer. Yeah, because she's seen me putting my little car in, yeah, getting cash out. Uh, I don't do that as often anymore because we don't need cash, really. <laughs> but um, that's where she thought money came from. She didn't understand that it was dad going to work to... Uh, Earned a paycheck to be able to provide and buy food. And that mom, you know, I gave mom the money to go buy groceries <laughs> and everything like that and clothes for everybody. And, and, you know, we do that as a household, but we try to talk about those things with our kids so at least they're aware. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things that, um, biggest conversations that we've had in the last couple of years is how to pay for my uh, oldest child's college tuition. Okay. That's a big one. Yeah. And so it it got to the point that I realized having those conversations with my then 18 year old, uh, were actually fairly stressful Hmm. because they didn't want, she didn't want mom and dad to have to sacrifice so much. So she worked really hard to try to get scholarships and different things like that. And that, that motivated her to try to contribute in that way. And that's a habit I think that will pass down So would Uh, you
1: say it's more impactful when they're younger or when they're older?
0: I I think that you start early; you can really shape them. I know one of the things that we did when we had started when our children were old enough, and we've got four, and every one of them went through this process. We each gave them uh, three jars. Okay, one jar was for, and we put them in this order on their little shelf or nightstand.
1: That's a lot of jars. It is three
0: jars, and (laughs) thankfully none of them ever broke. But uh, one jar for giving, one jar for saving, and one jar for spending. And what we tried to teach them through that process was, you can't put any money in the saving account, saving jar, until you put money into the giving jar. Okay. And you can't put any money into the uh, spending jar until you put money into the saving jar. Okay. Now, once they learned that concept, and once we lined up those jars. Then they're like, "Okay, I got it. I got to give first, and then I can save some, and then I can spend." Mm-hmm. And we left it up to them. We tried to teach them, you know, the concept of tithing and the percentage or whatever. But that was just more of an exercise. We know we know uh, very well that giving is a is an act of worship. It's not just a a r- rote type process that we follow that says we give X percentage. But we had them start there. What we're seeing now, especially as we're, I'm having conversations with my father about his situation, we talk with lots of clients about their wishes for the future and whether or not you know child child number one can handle a lot of wealth uh-huh. or child number two uh, just can't handle that responsibility. And so the most important thing, this is very much that's that's very a situation very different from generation to generation. But the most important thing is making sure we are communicating with our adult children that these are our wishes. These are the things that we want to make sure get passed to the next generation and how we want to be cared for if we're not able to care for ourselves. Okay. Now, that's very different from generation to generation. We go back to the greatest generation, that those that fought in World War II. Okay. Yeah. Right? A couple did, of them left. Did, oh Maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's, there's several out there. Um, <laughs> they did not talk about money. It they were just
1: told not to, or
0: they were just told not to. No, like, well, they didn't they were told not to. That's just something you didn't talk about. Okay. And out so of, they out weren't of being polite. That being polite is a very much a cultural issue. I can appreciate that because they went through things that I hope that we never have to go through. Right. Depression. They went War. through the depression. Uh, you know, World War II. Uh, the Korean conflict green mm-hmm. War and even Vietnam so so those are things that I just didn't share and talk about information so the when the boomers came along they had no idea what was going on with mom and dad's life yep. all right now the boomer generation uh, which we've learned later on later on the apparently it's a derogatory term but I don't care we're baby boomers we love you <laughs> so uh, what the ba- baby boomers they grew up in the in the age of 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 tremendous wealth generation, cultural revolution in society. You know, we had the, the hippie culture. We had the Jesus revolution. We had, a, you know, all sorts of different things. Not and to mention
1: interest rates.
0: Interest <laughs> rates going up, high inflation up. Where have we seen this before? <laughs> it's from then. The baby boomers dealt with those things, and they dealt with the influence of commercial culture. And Wall Street. And, and Wall Street and things. You you're way too young to remember this, but there were all sorts of different commercials out there. This this brokerage is no longer in business, so I can talk about them. But it was E. F. Hutton. Okay. And and there was a, the, these television commercials that would they would come out, and you see a, somebody talking at a at a lunch table or whatever, and it's like, well, my broker is E. F. Hutton, and when and E. F. Hutton says, and he's got a fat wallet, and- <laughs> he's got a fat wallet, and then everybody in, in the whole restaurant leans over to hear what E. F. Hutton. Says. Okay. That's Right. I could already see it. Yeah. So so we're you know we they were much more open about things. But still, they inherited some of the the habits and traits of their their parents' generation, and so they're still a little closed off. So getting information to try to help them, the boomer generation, sometimes takes a little digging and a little prodding and so forth. Generation X, Generation um, Z, and so there's something in there. Again, there's a Generation Y. Somewhere. I I don't know. But they're all, oh, hey, look at my bank account, right? Right. And the millennials are like, hey, I've got this much money in my account. They're much more open about these things. And maybe that's reckless. I don't know. But, you know, we've got different types of, of habits. Uh, but the most important thing, if you're working with your adult children, is making sure you're passing along those wishes. If you have young children, make sure that what they're observing are good money habits, which requires us. Which requires us to get our financial house in order,
1: mm-hmm. and also just be talking about how the Bible has so many verses about money. Nobody's talking about that. It's an opportunity to change.
0: Yeah, we're not going to talk about it from the pulpit. That's not yeah. something we talk about. And I'm, we're going to have a, I'm going to have a pastor on here, on the podcast sometime to, to visit with, the, with us about that and why that doesn't happen very often. So, okay. um, well, folks, we're getting, at the end of our time. I want to thank you for listening in. And watching us. Uh, uh, you've been listening to the Spin Life Well Show. We'll be back next week, God willing, and may God bless you and your family.